and welcome to another edition of the Copcast podcast. Tonight, we are going to review an actual game of football. So, to do that, if we remember how to do so, I've got Beryl Akis out in the Netherlands. Beryl, how are you this evening? I'm very well, thank you. How are you? I'm fine, thanks. Yes, um, still a bit sleepy from last night, but um, let's see if we can kind of motivate ourselves to have some sort of conversation here. Yeah, and, we'll manage. Yeah, we'll, we'll get there. Uh, we always do. And also in Berlin, um, I've got Neil Patterson, Chief. How are you doing? Yeah, not too bad. Uh, also, not uh, not overly enthralled by the game, but uh, amazing to actually be on discussing a, a real football match that actually took place. Yeah, so... Good to, good to be back, shall we say. Well, let's not stand on ceremony then. Let's get straight into it. So, nil-nil. Um, um, what it said to me, and based on some of the other games, we talked about this before, um, before we started recording, um, based on some of the other games that we've seen, you know, Arsenal getting hammered away at a top side, David Luiz having a disaster class, Burnley getting hammered tonight away at City by five-plus goals. Is it still 5-0? It finished five nil. Five nil. Well, there we are. You know, pretty, pretty on the, pretty on the money there for a city Burnley at the Etihad result. Spurs, United, United dodgy penalties. It's just all very as you were, I find. And that game was very as you were. And it's funny we we always seem to have a couple of little niggling injuries going into going into a derby. Um, particularly at Goodison, there's always a couple of little odd odd balls, but it's. Three nil nils in a row now. I'm, I'm, yeah, it's three nil nils in a row. Um, and I think the year before that was the one nil Mane last minute winner. So you know, it, it was. It's always a game of a game of few chances. It's always a, a game that's not easy on the eye. It doesn't produce a lot of goals. And Ancelotti, you have to say, is a much better manager than teams. Uh, than managers that we've we've come up against there before. You know, I think one thing you can say about Everton now is they're they're not as soft as they were under the likes of a lot of their predecessors, Silva, Koeman, Martinez. Um, And they defended very, very well and they made it really difficult for us. And it was just, for me, a standard, standard Goodison derby. Yeah, I mean, it was, uh, I mean, I think you're right. I think it's, it, it's, it's worth remembering that, uh, as you said, in context of the, the last few derbies that they've not been, or last few Goodison derbies, I should say, they've not been rip roaring encounters and Jurgen's been fairly happy to, to take a point there and, and get out with a point. And it's, it's arguably, um, the point there last season, which which kind of cost us the title, you could say that about any of the games, of course. But we we came out of there nil nil, and a lot of us felt that uh, we could have done more to win that game, and we should have won it. But, but it finished nil nil too. Yeah, I mean it, it's difficult to know where the where the where the truth lies in terms of how much the atmosphere, lack of atmosphere, maybe affected things. Or how much um, it was down to, um, you know, the long break teams coming back, more of a fitness exercise, not wanting to get too many injuries, testing the, the lay of the land with the new rules, the five subs, and and all this kind of thing. 
but it descended into pretty much a training, almost a training game at times. Um, yeah, there was, it was of course a, a lack of intensity, but that's been been apparent through all the games this weekend that you know where there has been intensity, it's it's not been certainly for ninety minutes. There have been patches here and there. Some teams have coped better than others. It was a bit like a preseason game, to be honest. So many, so many changes, and the fact that we, you know, we we, we have an interesting lineup. We start we see Minamino and and Kaida from the start, and they they both feature pretty prominently in the first half and do quite well. And I believe they're both taken off at at halftime or or shortly after anyway. And I think that um, has quite a, a profound effect on on us as an attacking force, as Liverpool as an attacking force, because. I don't think we we really then managed to to find a plan or find what we're doing after after those two kind of both exited the pitch. We do we do begin to build up ahead of steam at, at a couple of points, particularly in the first half. We're close with a Firmino effort, which really probably should hit the target with. Um, but it's all in all, it, it, it's slightly odd. I think everybody must feel the same in terms of that there are no fans. Um, it doesn't have quite the same intensity. Um, it is the first game back, so it's all and it's new, so it's so it's a little bit different, a little bit other. Um, it's a bit new for the players as well, certain aspects, and and you know as we as was mentioned, I think on the on Sky, I think it was, but literally the longest break that there's been in, in, in top flight football since the Second World War in, in England. So, I mean, although pandemics are not unprecedented, some people would have you believe otherwise, but they've definitely happened before, believe me. Um, the uh, the idea of football being off for, for three months is fairly unprecedented, certainly, certainly in any kind of, of modern time. So players are obviously... A little bit ginger as well, sort of feeling feeling their way back in, um, perhaps a little bit more than they would do on, under normal circumstances. So, all in all, it wasn't a great game, but there, there are a lot of contributing factors to that. And as you said, in the context of the, of the previous couple of derbies, we shouldn't really have been expecting a, a humdinger anyway. Yeah, um, I think I think that's all that's all pretty fair, Chief Beryl. Um, Chief mentions mentions the two lads there. Milner also coming in at left back, but Kaida and Minamino, they play their part. Um, I think it was strange to see. Uh, it was. I, I wonder what he would do if Salah wasn't fit. I thought that he might put Minamino at the left because that appeared to have been where he has been playing um, in the warm-up games and, and shift Mane to the right where he's not so unfamiliar with the role. But he stuck with Mane at the left, Minamino at the right. He was busy. He affected the game, I suppose, but it just didn't seem to happen for him. There's little bits and pieces where, you know, he plays the dummy when he should probably take it into his stride. And it's just maybe little decisions that aren't quite working for him. And it just kind of looks like he's still getting used to playing with his teammates. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, he, um, he, he, he doesn't have the same sort of qualities that Salah has and I'm not and and, and it's not a fair uh, comparison uh, on on the, the position that Salah plays uh, I, I don't think that would be 
uh, Minamino's uh, uh, strongest position anyhow. So and and you know what what Salah brings to the team, it's, it's sometimes underestimated, and it's it's strange that it is. But uh, you know he he gives us not only goals, but he's very quick and he 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 uses that position very well. And uh, and when he is being such a threat uh, at this position, uh, it also means that that Trent Alexander Arnold has has more. Um, freedom to do uh, what he does best uh, uh, from you know uh, a similar position or you know behind him, but sometimes getting ahead of ahead of him, etc. So yeah, it, it wasn't strange that he couldn't uh, fill uh, Salah's boots uh, entirely, and 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 he struggled in the beginning of the match, I think. Uh, but you know, uh, to be fair to him, he he, he did some you know by. Um, uh, winning the ball sometimes with, with his pressing, uh, he he did create some some danger, and I believe the chance you were referring to that Firmino scoffed and and probably shouldn't have shot himself anyhow, and he should have given it to Keita. Um, but you know that's it's all uh, with hindsight. Uh, I, I believe that chance was created by Minamino winning the ball. I'm still not sure, and we talked about this before. I'm still not sure what his best position is, and and it's clearly not the right wing, playing the Salah role. And um, but you know the player who took his place, uh, Oxley Chamberlain. Well, he wasn't a, exactly an improvement, I, I should say, uh, and, and probably because he also isn't uh, at his best at, uh, on that spot in in that position you know uh, he played uh, for arsenal as a right winger and he can he can do that but um i think he's m- much more effective when he's uh, when he's on, on in midfield and has lots of space in front of him it's it's a difficult difficult role to to to, to play and uh, yeah minimino did his best but we missed salah you're absolutely right. I think it is un- underestimated the, the effect that Salah has on the side and, and everything you said about the the, the space um, for Trent being hindered by that um, is also correct. I think Everton obviously, when Klopp mentioned it afterwards, did their very, very best to prevent that source source of attack and output from us, but it didn't help that Minamino was dropping into those spaces rather than Salah essentially taking players taking players away. It's a strange one. I'm not really sure where he plays either, and I suppose time will tell. We we know it's not we know it's not Ox's position, um, but there's certainly a it's, footballer it, there, isn't there? In Minamino, it absolutely. I mean, Oxley Chamberlain's an interesting one because he use that word far too far too often, but he's a slightly vexing almost in that he had great success when we first properly integrated him into the team. You know, remember he came and he played and then he sat out for three months and Klopp got him ready kind of thing. And then he came back and he had that massive impact scoring goals against City and, you know, bursting from midfield. And he was somebody who would be direct, really run run at a defence and shift it and, and hit a shot. And he's got good shot on him and he scored a few good goals as well. You know, he's, he's, he's kind of got a little bit of everything in his locker, but Unless you unless you're getting it out of him, unless you can get a tune out of him, you, you get nothing from him. I find with him, which is slightly frustrating. Sometimes you, you look at him and you think he can he can pretty much do everything. You know, he's got a great touch, good finish. He's quick. He can beat a man. He, he's, he's got a powerful shot. Uh, he's athletic. He can close down all the rest of it. But if you're not, yeah, if you, whatever it is, if you can't you can't get him in the right position, or you're not getting the right combinations, 
you, you get very little out of him. And I thought he was very poor yesterday, to be honest. Having said that, it's not his position. We've seen him play in the front three several times now under Klopp. And Klopp, Jürgen, Jürgen seems to keep going back to it. Maybe, maybe he was... It was a lack of options, but I don't think so. Yesterday, anyway, there, there were certainly other options that he could have employed. Um, but I don't like seeing Oxlade-Chamberlain in the front three. <laughs> I no, just... I, I don't like seeing him there either, Chief. Um, I don't think there's anybody who likes seeing him there. I'm not exactly. sure so... like seeing him there. I think with Chamberlain, it's I get what you're saying. Um, I just feel that we haven't... I feel every time... Chamberlain is on the brink of getting himself into a position where he's got a run on the team, his fitness is there, his form is there, something happens, whether it's an injury, whether, like, like for instance, he comes back there, uh, you know, he, he works his way into the side the few months before um, football shuts down. And the game against Atletico, absolutely superb he's the best player on the pitch um and there is a player there that can drive from midfield Uh that will commit defenders and open up space for for other players i think his pressing's really good he's Uh so intense on the pitch but like I say, I don't necessarily think that he is enigmatic like that. I do think that we just, I don't think we've ever since he's been there had him been able to get him to that level based on one reason or another. Dave, can I jump in there and, and, and connect this with another issue? And, you know, I, I'm, I'm using parentheses. You, you're not seeing it, but, um, <laughs> it, it's, uh, um, uh, it, it, uh, it, it's occurred to me that, uh, if, if, you know, Henderson famously, um, uh, went to Klopp last year and said he wanted to play at the eight position and not as a, as a defensive uh, defensive midfielder, and uh, and he scored and 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 Klopp admitted that uh, he had been using him wrong. Um, yeah, uh, very nice. But uh, when Fabinho was uh, injured and um, and Hendo slotted back into the defensive midfielder role, it, it was obvious to me that it was his best position. Uh, but when Fabinho comes back and uh, and uh, is the the defensive midfielder, then uh, Henderson has to be the the eight position, the the marauding midfielder who goes up and down and and uh, and you know has has defensive as well as uh, attacking uh, duties. Uh, it, it doesn't seem to work very well with our midfield, and and I, I I'm. Asking myself, I, I found myself asking yesterday, it, it wouldn't be better that, you know, if you choose for Fabinho, you choose for Fabinho. If you choose for Hendo, you choose for Hendo, but not both of them. Uh, and 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 you could use Oxlade-Chamberlain if you have Henderson or Fabinho at the defensive midfielder. And maybe then we could get a tune out of them. I, I, would, I would agree with I would agree with that. Um, I think. He does give you more than Henderson does. Um, it's a it's a it's a difficult one though, isn't it? Because uh huh, it is. He puts he uses Henderson, doesn't he? Because he would say or Klopp would would feel that 
it's everything else you get with with Henderson. Obviously, he's club captain. It's a responsibility. It's the it's it's the the effect on on the teammates. It's the you know the bite that he has. It, it, it's that kind of almost. It's it's, it's all it's intangible. all of, it's all of the things that everybody said he didn't have. Basically, yeah, exactly the intangibles, really. But yeah, the, those those things that he was accused of not having for for quite a while in his um in his Liverpool career, but now. It's abundant that he that he certainly has those things. Yeah, I mean, you could you could quite easily make a case for starting Fabinho and and, and playing him behind Kaida and and Oxley Chamberlain and well, that, well it's, you're looking at it and you're thinking that's the future, like isn't it? You know, exactly. you're looking at you're looking at the age of those midfield five and throw Milner in there, the midfield six, and and that midfield is the future. I think in games like with, with you've you've mentioned how Klopp views. Derby's, they're, they're like a, they're, it might as well be City. And you know, in games like that, Jordan Henderson is always going to be in the football pitch, regardless of where he plays. Yeah. And almost, almost Milner, you know, uh, yeah. if not, if not Henderson, then, then, then Milner certainly. And sometimes he likes to get both of them on, um, in the really big games and the tough European aways in the Derby matches. He just, he just, Likes having that whatever it is, you know, the grit, the the the, the steel, it's whatever. The, it's the it's the Ferguson Park G song, Darren Fletcher. Yeah, comparison. Yeah. It's exactly the same thing. Yeah, he, he, they're his go-to's, you know, in 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 these situations, and and yeah, it'll be interesting. Well, it'll be uh, fascinating to see really how that develops now over the next season, because of course, when we do our pods and we're making predictions for lineups and stuff, the midfield is usually the only area where you've got any. Real grounds for speculation, and um, even 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 saying that this year, more often than not, it, it was it was the tried tried and trusted Hendo, Fabinho, um, and and Genie. Um, but things will begin to develop in that area. Um, you know, there's still talks about Genie and the contract. I think that is happening, but I'm not not 100 sure. Uh, obviously, Milner's getting on and, and not playing not starting that often in, in there's a funny thing there season. Chief where you, when you're talking about that the <laughs> you would think with Henderson playing where he played against Everton and as he moves you know in his 30s the natural next step for him to be would to move back into a 6 yeah which is well, where he started especially Especially when, when uh, and and uh, I believe we we have never started uh, uh, Mane, Firmino, Salah against uh, against Everton. They're they're lucky that way. But uh, uh, especially when when either one of them doesn't play uh, doesn't play, uh, and especially Salah or Mane doesn't play, then 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 that uh, tried and trusted midfield. Lacks something, and you know they they don't have to be creative when 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 we have those three up front. Mm. They they need to be they need to be what they uh, they need to do what they do best. But you know, especially like it was yesterday, um, if we don't have one of them, then then you show you see that uh, we we lack something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's all fair. Yeah, absolutely. So so, so yeah, so we'll just while just. Why do we move through it then? Um, I suppose then the other two guys in the midfield. Um, Burrell, what did you think of what did you think of Naby? Um, 
he was neat and tidy, knitted things together really nicely, some lovely touches. Um, may have scored with a volley, although a difficult chance, but I thought, for the most part, he was pretty good. Um, not not at the level that I think he can be and that I've seen games, but um, there are real flashes there that it's starting to come together for him again. I, I think one of the issues uh, there was with integrating him in the team was that uh, um, I think Klopp didn't trust him to do uh, all of his defensive duties and 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 the team uh, as an extension of, of Klopp didn't trust him as well and he didn't get the ball as as much as he, he needs to get it to to be effective and yesterday uh, first half he 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 did get the ball sometimes but he didn't get the ball as, as much as he should have I think because he did good things with the ball he did the same trick to Davies every time and he fell for it every time uh, just a little shimmy and then you know open up uh, uh, to the other side of the field but uh uh, the, the the volley one was was especially good because he started the move and he he uh, he progressed it and then he was at the end of it. I think it didn't try to shoot. I think he tried to cross it, and he should have tried to shoot. And I think the chance that that uh, Flamino uh, um, you know scoffed with his left foot, he, he should have given it to to Navikata who was moving into position. Uh, as I said before, that, that's all hindsight, of course. I think he did very well, and um, I think uh, substituting him um, what was a clear sign of how we treated this game, and that we were, you know, it was like a, as if we had decided beforehand that we would change him. He, he got off at 65 minutes. Yeah, I think that was very much a decision based on the sports science than than anything else. Yeah, exactly, and and uh, and. You know, which goes to show you that the the stage of the season we are in, it's 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 basically preseason, uh, and 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 we need to uh, minimize um, uh, the chance that people get uh, get uh, injured, and and we still have have two injuries, one, you know, a, a typical preseason injury with with Milner. Uh, and the other one, uh, an accident. But you know, uh, Matip always gets these kinds of accidents. But you asked me about Nabi, and I think he did very well. And I think he will he will um, play the next games as well. And if he progresses the ball as he does, then the, the team will start trusting him more, and he will create chances because uh, you know keeping the ball is exactly what we needed to do yesterday, and we didn't do enough. I think we tried to find the, the quick solution uh, way too often and i think our our best spell was was probably the last 10 minutes of the the first half in which we decided just to keep the ball and and everton never never saw the ball uh f- for 10 minutes and and uh, we didn't create any clear cut chances but if we would have done that um i think we would have scored but uh, yeah, I think Nabi is uh, has has if he stays fit, which is a big if, uh, he will stay in the team. I think you're probably right, um, and I, I I've wondered, and I've wondered is is that is that maybe part of the delay on Wijnaldum's contract? I just wonder is Wijnaldum sitting there and looking and seeing them and training and thinking, you know, how, how many how many games am I actually going to play? So, well, I suppose we'll see, and we'll never know that. Um, Chief, Fabinho, am I the only one that thinks Fabinho just just 
way way off form. Well, I don't know. It's it's an interesting one. Again, there's a bloody word, but um, he seems to be one that needs rhythm always. He's, I think it's fair to say that throughout his Liverpool career, he's shown that uh, when he's when he's in the groove, it might take him a few games to get into it, but when he's in the groove. There's, there's really nobody better in the world, probably in, in, in that position. Um, I think more than most, he probably suffers after not playing for three months. Um, plus he was coming back from an injury before. It, yeah, he the came break back. And he hadn't quite, quite gotten his groove back then either, had he? So. No, and I, I think it was, it was enough games for me to start to feel concerned about it. I think, personally, I think it'll be, it'll be absolutely fine. Um, I think he's probably played a lot of football, um, up, up to the, the, the break, you know, the, they're, um, he, he's playing international tournaments. He's, uh, he's playing international games for Brazil. He's flying, um, a lot of miles. He's, you know, played obviously many games for Liverpool as well, intense season and, He's not really. He's, he's a rangy guy, like an he's, he's he's built. He's he's le- he's lanky almost. He's not what you would look at and say he's a natural athlete. That's fair, fair. you know. So I think he really benefits from from being in rhythm. And I think a lot of his um, a lot of his game is based on position and then read positioning and, and reading of the game. I think that that starts to become starts to come more and more naturally the more you're playing, the more you're in the zone and. I wouldn't overly be concerned about it. I mean, he had a couple of ropey minutes or a couple of ropey moments, I should say, in the game uh, against Everton. But all in all, I think he, he handled it pretty well. Richarlison was diving around all over the place trying to get oh, set Oh, he was never off the ground, Richarlison. No, he's, he was, he's, he's massively overrated for me, uh, to be honest. He's, he's a pain, there's no doubt, and he's a threat, but um, he spends more time on his arse than he does on his feet. Yeah, so, I think I think there is a I, I I'm not gonna talk about him like for very long, but I think I do think there's a really really good footballer in there. I think there's a yeah, really I, good I think there's someone in there with absolute nice who knows how to be a very very good footballer. I think it, it could go either way really with him. I think he's still only what 22, 23. So yeah, he's he's got a, he's not got the talent. He's talented, but he hasn't got the talent as far as. But he reminds me a little bit of. He's got that narky. He's got that steel in him almost. Yeah, he absolutely does, you know, and he he plays the game on the edge. Um, And I I, I like that. He does, but you're right, he's he's very much a a poor, poor man, Suarez, though he's he's, he's not. We'll see how he develops. Uh, Yeah, he's 21, isn't he? Yeah, I think he's 22, yeah, something like that. He's, he's, He's not old anyway. He came to. Came to the Premier League, didn't he, with Silva uh, for for Watford, and he sort of stuck with him, and and now that ship is sealed, really. And I think it suit it should suit him, hopefully down to the ground, having a, a manager like Ancelotti there who could maybe maybe coach him and, and nurture him a, a little bit and, and shape him in the right direction. But but no, Fabinho was okay. Uh, I, I hear you on 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 the rustiness aspect, but yeah, I wouldn't wouldn't worry about it too much and. Until um, until it becomes a really a, a recurrent theme kind of thing, um, but all in all, it's, it's it was a little bit of a bitty bitty performance from everyone. Um, we have a couple of injury setbacks with the substitutions we've, t- we've talked about. 
none of the substitutions really seemed to actually make us any better at any point. Um, so that was a bit of an odd one. And no, it, like it's a bit like I said to bear all there. You know, you've got two substitutions that are forced because of injuries, and uh-huh. um, I I have a feeling that Minamino's and Kaidas were both planned. Well, Minamino's definitely was because I think Klopp said it in his in his post match, um, and Kaidas probably was as well because obviously he hasn't been playing many minutes. Um, yeah, so they're not designed to affect the game as it was playing as it was playing out, you know. Yeah, it was going. It was they were they were predisposed. So come what may, they were going to happen. Um, and then, as you say, you've got the injury enforced ones, and probably with that, those two injuries, that bang goes any chance you had you, you ever had of bringing Mo on at any point. Like, um, yeah, and I think down that down that left hand side, you know, and it makes it makes such lo- a difference. I know you lose a lot. You lose a lot with you lose a lot of attack and threat with going from Robertson to Milner, but. <laughs> going from Milner to Gomez, you fucking go down another couple of levels. A hundred percent, and it means you've got no, you've got no uh, real left side at all. You've got no left footers on the on the pitch. No, it's all very narrow there, isn't it? Then yeah, and you've got no pace really um, there either. And you know, Beryl mentioned it earlier. People say, oh, well, we've dropped Mo today and Minamino in or Kaida in or whoever. Origi, whatever, um, just like it's a normal thing, and you know, like, but you lose so much when you lose Mo Salah, like that, you know, you're gonna have to, you know, to all intents and purposes, and with the best will in the world, the person coming on the cover there, Minamino, Origi, um, Shakiri, whoever it might be, they're not, they're they're not same level as as Mo Salah, so. They're going to have to have the game of their lives, and they're not going to play the position in the same way. They're not going to occupy defenders in the same way, and so on and so on. So you you, you really lose a ton. But take take out Salah and Robbo from that side, then yeah, it's a completely different proposition. Um, add in all the ring rustiness and the fucking game now, you know, having drinks breaks so that uh, any momentum you're building up gets lost anyway. Um, it's it's more difficult, like and. Um, as Beryl rightly mentioned earlier as well, when you when you do lose a Mo Salah, when you when, you, when your front three isn't the front three, you need a, a little bit more creativity in midfield. And unfortunately, that wasn't forthcoming either. Trent was trying his best, but nothing was coming off for him either. So it was, it was just one of them. And in the end, we're kind of I wouldn't say fortunate, but but certainly happy to get out of there with nil nil, given that they rattled the post later on. Yeah. Um... They have the one big chance that comes in the game, I think. You know, um, we're restricted. And they should bury it. It should yeah, go in. They should. They should. Calvert Lewin's unlucky. To be fair, I see Calvert Lewin actually. His movement for that chance is absolutely brilliant. He just comes on Van Dyke's blind side. He dips out, gets himself free, and then just darts in front of him. And he's, a little. He's handy enough. Like I mean, he's he's not not glamorous, but he's not the cart horse that a lot of Reds used to make him out as like? No, he's not and Ancelotti seems to have given him some sort of I don't know maybe, do you know what, maybe it's just playing for a good manager, playing him as an actual centre forward and and creating a side that will make chances for a centre forward, sometimes 100%. that helps you know? imagine, imagine you're, you're Donald Cavalier and 
you, you've been bumped around the, the reserves and the under-19s and not really getting much of a look in. And all of a sudden, you've got Carlo Ancelotti picking you and believing in you and having confidence in you. You must do it. Must do an awful lot for you, like. Yeah, because there's players like him, like remember Kevin Davis at Bolton. Yeah, and How you know, you forget? I know, but he had a, a season, I think, at Southampton where he scored like 20 goals or something. Yeah, and he had scored goals in lower league before then. He was top goal scorer in Championship or League One before then, and then he was bought and he was just turned into this grok battering ram. Yeah, um, most fouls every fucking year he was the most fouled player in the league and was the player who had committed the most fouls in the league. And that's what they turned him into. And Calvert-Lewin could have ended up like that. But, you know, I think all those players, I don't think they, they know quite how lucky they are in the position that they're in, playing for Everton and having Carlo Ancelotti as their manager. So, yes, very good, Carlo. We'll go to another manager now who doesn't quite have the same sort of um, resume as, as Carlo on his eyebrow. Roy Hodgson with Palace. Um, what a segue! <laughs> um, he's um, he's apparently um, organised a well-oiled machine, um, as as Klopp described them as Beryl, and they'll come to Anfield. Uh, and much as much as the games at Goodison seem to always be dour affairs, Palace Liverpool at Anfield generally is anything but. 4-3 last year, wasn't it? There's been a lot of goals in in that fixture over the last few years, I think. But last year in particular was was 4-3. It really was a ding-dong of a game. And, you know, um, they've got they've got weapons to hurt you in behind. And, you know, they'll defend deep. And um, it's not going to be particularly easy. And they are the last team to beat us at Anfield, so you know. That is true, <laughs> it's, it's just it's, it's so long ago. I, I forgot. 2016, eh? Oh, yeah. Madness. With big Sam. Big like Kevin <laughs> Davis. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He 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 was the the Bolton manager there, right at yeah. that point. Yeah. Well, another uh, excellent segue, eh? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm I'm learning from the best, but uh, uh, yeah, I'm confident, nervous at the same time, because <laughs> it's it's a good thing we have a, a twenty now twenty point uh, lead, because otherwise I would be really uh, uh, starting to get the jitters and uh, all these. Uh, let's not use a curse word for, uh, unnecessarily, but all these people who who say uh, that we that our title will have an asterisk. Uh, are right in the sense that the asterisk is, is actually, you know, uh, to, to show how, uh, how unlucky we were that this happened in, in the season we were 25 points ahead, and uh, and 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 you know we, we were steamrolling. It, it it's it's it's, it's um, you know the nil nil is is something we we had only one other draw right one one against Old Trafford in Old Tra- at Old Trafford. And again, Salah missing, and then the the, the and Watford, the Watford uh, yeah, yeah. I was, uh, you know, I, I was go- coming to that, but yeah, but, but you know, if if that's the if, if uh, until that point we had only um, one loss and and one draw, so it's 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 quite a thing, and I I I'm not uh, you know I'm I'm not certain, but I'm confident that we wouldn't have drawn if if we would. 
been, uh, uh, you know, uh, in in the normal flow of our games and the normal season. Um, uh, but we aren't in the normal flow. A uh, flow, and 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 uh, it, it, there, there were some some uh, uh, extenuating uh, circumstances, but at the same time, uh, there were some things that that, that worried me me a, me a little. Um, I hope Robertson will be back. I hope Salah will be back, but uh, Matip won't be back. And he was, I thought he was excellent. Uh, um, and um, uh, I hope Gomez uh, will play next to Virgil and not uh, our own David Luiz. Um, uh, because, you know, the, the game plan that, that Everton had um, uh, hoofed the ball up top and, uh, and, and, Try to create something against uh, the weaker of the of the the, the two uh, uh, centre halves is is what what uh, what Roy Hodgson will try as well. And but he has actually you know Zaha is is a good player and uh, he started uh, the post pandemic mini season uh, quite good. So that they, ha- they 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 can they can cause us uh, trouble. But then again, you know we haven't been um, this dominant in, uh, in this season uh, for for no reason. If, if we start doing the things that we uh, do so well, uh, if we start doing them again, yeah, uh, we should should have three points on on the and 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 and, and get nearer and nearer to that uh, elusive title. But yeah, I, I can't I can't pretend that I'm not just a little nervous about this game. Chief, <laughs> um, uh, Maddox, an interesting one. We talked about, we talked before the Everton game about how we felt he might throw him in there to deal with Calvert Lewin, as that may well be a tactic that Everton go long to him. Um, and he's obviously not going to play on Van Dyke, but you expect Palace to be fairly similar. They'll look to hit Benteke if, if that's. Who they start with probably will and and look to get Ayu and um, and Zaha kind of feeding off him and you kind of you kind of Gujuko Mes is an excellent centre half but if there's one part of his game you wish was a little bit better it's just his aerial dominance. Yeah, yeah. I mean, for me, I wasn't overly surprised. I mean, we, we obviously did a prediction for the lineup against Everton, and I think we probably plumped for Gomez in the end, perhaps, but we weren't sure. So it wasn't a big surprise that Matt, Matip started against against Everton. Obviously, he's now missing for the game against Palace. My thing on this is you mentioned Roy, and I think, I mean, I think you listen to the rap as well, but any anyone who listens to the Anfield rap will know that they have a, what they say on there is that Roy Hudson has an algorithm, basically wins a third, loses a third and draws a third of his games, um, wins one out of three, and he's quite happy with that. Um, having got the, the win that they will have certainly wanted and that's absolutely secured their, their safety against Bournemouth and now they're looking upwards, I just wonder if uh, they decided, looking at the fixtures, those first two fixtures, we'll take three points from these two, and, and you know, they've, they've gotten their three. Um, I just don't think they look at that and think, 
this is where we're 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 going to get points. Having said that, is I don't think it's going to be an easy game. No game is easy when you're when you're trying to win a league uh, for the first time. Um, so everything becomes more difficult. Everything has that that little extra kind of pressure attached to it. But all things being equal, if um, if both sides play to their to their abilities, then Liverpool should come away with the win. We mentioned the last time we were beaten at home was 2016. Uh, yes, it was Palace, but a different Palace and a different Liverpool. I'm not really entertaining the idea of of, of, of losing the game. Um, and I, even though it was a bit of a bit of a humdinger last year in the end, I think we were pretty comfortable. Um, I think we were what was it two nil and maybe three one and maybe four two four three. I'm not 100. Uh, no, sure. I think I think we. I think they had the lead. I think they led twice, one nil and two one. You may be and, right, and then, and then I think we, I think we went four two, and then yeah. they scored. I think we went four two really late, and then and they, they went four three even yeah. later. Yeah, yeah, that rings a bell now. Now that you, you now that you've gone through it, that sounds absolutely right. So <laughs> the keeper at this this awesome game for, for us. Um, so I mean it's. Yeah, we should we should win, and we could Gomez in the air. Do I worry about it? Not so much. Um, I think he's, you know, Klopp's shown there by picking Matip that um, Matip has managed to get his place back during the lockdown. Um, so Gomez will be eager to take that right back off him. Uh, I think uh, he's much more comfortable at centre back than than he is in either of the full back positions. Oh, it's not even a debate. It's not a question. Do you remember people yeah. used to talk about that? Is he he's a right back? He's not a centre back. And it's like no fucking way. He's a centre back. He's built like a centre back. He plays he like a centre like, back. He looks, he looks like, like a centre back. back. Yeah, he's a fucking centre back. He's a centre back, and he, he's, he's proven that. And he slots in so well beside Van Dijk. And you mentioned mistakes and 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 players who can recover and Monica Sellers got, got the mention and maybe that was pre-pod I'm not 100% sure but um, Joe Gomez is one who can who can deal with a mistake uh, and brush it off and who generally seems to get away with his mistakes touch wood he's quick enough to yeah absolutely he, he can make up for them but also he, he gets peeled out Alisson will have peeled him out whatever he, he very rarely seems to make mistakes yeah, it's basically it's basically the, op- it's the opposite of Lovren where when 100% Lovren and I was mistake, coming to that always, yeah, yeah Lovren is totally the opposite one thing goes wrong for him and you can forget about it you can just forget about it for the day yeah. Yeah. Um, he, yeah. he can't get it back <laughs> you're just like Dixie do you know what just take the day off that's it just, man. just, 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 just take, 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 take an early one Knock off put your early, feet up, knock out early, put your feet up, go <laughs> home, you know, get your head shard. <laughs> I wish he would. I wish I know, would. I know. Well, uh, I, I don't think he's he's hanging around after the summer, thankfully. Um but yeah, um so I think Joe I, I, I don't have a worry about Joe Gomez. I really wanna see um I really wanna see Salah start and I would imagine, unless it's more serious than we're led to believe on Robbo, given the injuries we picked up in the last game, Robbo's got to start as well. Um, and bringing those two back will make a big, big difference. Obviously, playing at Anfield, okay, we don't have the crowd, but it's still still Anfield. Um, Crystal Palace still have to pitch up there. They still have to see the sign. They still have to realise that they lose there pretty much every year. They still have to notice the points total and all the rest of it. So I think we 
we show up. I think this will be our first real game back after that little kind of tester, um, a kind of fitness exercise really against Everton um, for both sides really. And I think uh, yeah, this will be the. Hopefully, we'll we'll see uh, a little bit more uh, of the Liverpool that we uh, we know and love against Palace. All right. So, anything else before we uh, wrap things up? Well, That's... I I, it, I hope that uh, that you know the the the, uh, the chance emerges for some younger players to to play because you know we are two nil up or something like that. You know, I I think uh, Harvey Elliott would have. Would have would uh, have had a better chance of emulating Salah than than Minamino or Ox, but you know you can't you can't throw him in there uh, for for a dar- for a derby game and uh, at nil nil. So I hope the chance emerges in this game. Well, I think um, hopefully you know we're 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 five points from our ultimate destiny, and um, you would think that once we get over that line. Um, that will present an opportunity for some of those players. And the only thing that I would say is, as as outstanding as this Liverpool team is, and uh, as successful as they have been, we do tend to stumble over the line a little bit. We kind of we stumble over the the line, the Champions League final. Um, we all we we give Spurs a glimmer in the last ten before we seal it. The World Club Cup is the same. The Super Cup is, is penalties and the other one's extra time, I think. In, in both games, it's extra time winners um, or maybe even penalties in the semi-final. So let's hope that this isn't that sort of scenario. But, you know, I, I, I always take I always take uh, form and, and, and history uh, into consideration, certainly recent history, when accomplish on a little what may or may not occur and we we do make a habit of just just making it a little bit more difficult than it has to be when it comes to when it comes to the last hurdle i think that's fair and but but you know it's it's about that hurdle and if we are past it i'm i'm sure uh, we'll be much more confident uh, doing it you know it it it, it creates uh, it, it creates the confidence that you've seen it out, and and I'm 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 you know we we have created such a massive lead that that, that we can't possibly fail or, or, or you know and I don't want to jinx it but uh, no, yeah that's the that's the point I'm making Bill. I think <laughs> I think we'll get there but yeah you know if we take that into consideration it it should take it, it could take us two games it it might take us four or five uh-huh. yeah. Well, two games, uh, two games tops, and and uh, Chelsea will help us too. It's famous. I mean, it's, it's famously happened in the past, hasn't it? Where you you know you need even Liverpool sides have won the league before that uh, you know where you need to win one game or two games from your last ten, and eventually you stumble over the line with three games to go or whatever, because it's it's basically done and and almost impossible to to mess up. Um, and let's hope that is the case this time. I'm, I'm sure it is. Um, wouldn't it be poetic though, really, to, to to win it at the Etihad? Yeah, it really would. I mean, after all of this, given given that you know you're 25 points clear, and people have said, "Oh, it's over," and what's the point? And now some idiots are talking about, "Oh, well, it's not a real league season anyway because of Corona," and blah 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 blah. And with all the abstract kind of 
protracted, weird nature of this whole thing, to actually bring it all together by beating City would be would would, would add even more legitimacy to it. I think. Right? Yeah, and I think well, I think the way it pans out, if if you do beat Palace, you don't even need to beat City a draw. A draw. You just there. yeah, feel don't you know? Don't lose. Don't lose yeah. the game. And a draw you know, does it there. Uh, and we're more than capable of of winning both those games. Um, prediction barrel. Um, two nil. Yeah, I'll, I'll be conservative this time. Uh, Chief. Mm, I go one nil. I'll be really ultra conservative. We'll just squeak it. Like um, Mane will score. Mane loves a goal against Palace. Three one. I was nearly gonna go four. I was nearly gonna go four. No, actually, you know what? Four two. Because I bottled back in, I bottled back in um, <laughs> Brighton at the weekend for conservatism. So no, fuck it, four two it is. So you're so doubling down. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's, that's it. it. You're over overcompensating. Some might say. Yeah, that's right. Well, <laughs> one might say I'm learning from my past mistakes, but that's it. it. But again, that's as I go back to to history and form, um, my history and form of the bookmakers is generally fairly turgid. So I expect nothing else at the weekend. Um, or Wednesday or whenever it is, because I have no clue when games of football are played anymore. Um, when it's Wednesday, I think it's eight fifteen kickoff or something. I don't know. I get totally yeah. caught out. I get totally caught out by that seven o'clock kickoff. Um, I didn't get watching the. I didn't get watching the game to eight. So, like, you, you, you didn't miss much. No, I didn't. And you know what? I, I I I resisted so many times, especially in the last half an hour to look at my phone. I just wish I had of. Yeah. You know, so you know what? I'll just, I'll just, I'll put myself out of the misery here because it's dreadful. Anyway, Beryl, thank you for your company. Um, happy to be here. Happy to chat uh, with you guys about football anytime. Yes, indeed. Uh, Chief, thanks again. Yeah, no worries, man. Always a pleasure. Nice to be chatting about the mighty Reds and in, in the season of 1920. Yeah. So. Um, this new television scheduling is putting us under a lot of pressure, as you can imagine. So we'll do our best to get something out after um, after Palace. And until then, up the As You Were Premier League and the As You Were Reds. <laughs>